Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. Welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, first and foremost, on the Rasta this week, um, you are now listening to episode 111 of this podcast. Isn't that crazy? <gasps> yes. Wait, and, that's like an angel number. Right. So, um, you know, Angel numbers are kind of just, like, special numbers, like, that you see. Like, numerology is, like, a whole study of numbers. And so, if you believe in that, I thought it would be cool if I told you what the meaning of 111 is in angel numbers. Yes, I need to know. (laughs) Okay, and I think it's, like, really fitting. Like, I don't think you're ready for this. Okay. So, it means, um, like, when you see 111, it signifies confidence within yourself and motivates your, like, strength and decision-making. Which I feel like is pretty prominent to this podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. We're pretty confident in what we do. We started off day one, not very good. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys have heard that episode, um, you know, not terrible, but, you know, not our best work, I, I would have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But here we are. 110 episodes later after that. Still doing nothing. Yeah. Still killing it. So, yeah. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Little that angel, angel is number. definitely fitting. Um, we're... We're definitely, like, a lot more confident Definitely. Now, no doubt about it. We know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Professionals. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> but what's going on? What's going on with you, Savannah? It's May. We've entered May. Yes, it is. Finally. Um, we're getting into summer. But, um, you know, this week actually has been kind of hard. <laughs> I can it's okay. relate. It's okay. We're looking on the positives. But, um, you know, I posted a picture of my cat not too long ago Parmy. when i first got her a few months ago we got her in january wow um yeah seems it's, like I yesterday mean, it's like a while right yeah. it, it's a while but it seems like it was yesterday yeah yeah um i mean almost half a year that's crazy but, um she has not been feeling well Parmy. which is really sad oh. uh we noticed that like something was probably wrong so um took her to the emergency vet actually last night and waited like three hours to get seen which was absurd i mean good thing it wasn't like an emergency freaking emergency right exactly um and they had they like went and had her seen and everything and she like we think she has a uti (laughs) poor baby those are literally the worst yeah, but, like, the the weird part is that, like, they couldn't get a sample because, like, they just couldn't, they, she didn't have anything in her. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. But um, that just means that, um, and the vet came and told us this, she's like, yeah, so that just means that, like, this, your cat has been peeing all over your house. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> or, no. like, somewhere else other than the litter box. I'm like, okay. Okay, so you've been living in cat pee land. Yeah. Oh, no. Um, haven't really noticed that until, like, today. Today I'm kind of noticing it, which is kind of hard. But it's okay. It's okay. We're looking at the positives. Yeah. I mean, she (laughs) She has has, medicine, right? Yes, she has medicine. Um, she has, uh, antibiotics and pain medicine and the pain medicine. Oh, my gosh. It makes her just so sleepy. Oh, she was really drugged up. Mm -hmm. She's just a little baby. Yeah, so I'm hoping that goes away soon. It will. Um, Parm will be so much better. Oh, little mm-hmm. Parmy. Her name is Eggplant Parm, is Jean. Yes. If you don't know, but I call her Parmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love her. Truly mm-hmm. and genuinely, she's like yeah. the sweetest cat I've ever met in my See, life. See, we um we call her Parm, but like you know her her full name is Eggplant Parm, and then the doctors at the animal hospital they were like calling her eggplant and i'm just like that you're calling her her government name i'm just yeah, like you're, you're like name. she's gonna get scared if you say her full name you know she right? thinks she's gonna be in trouble right right <laughs> uh, and another thing is i um see this just proves that i'm like you know her mom because um <laughs> they brought they were like bringing her back out after she like went back with the doctors and then they brought her back out and i heard a little meow and I was like that's definitely her oh you know like, it was I could a tell. child <laughs> yeah. oh that's so sweet yeah 
handsome. I can recognize her little meow. <laughs> That's the cutest thing I think I might have ever heard in my life. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> we will be thinking of Parm, and she will totally get better with the meds. She'll be back to her little crazy, energetic self in no time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a little baby. Well, before we get into our stories, we just have to update the listeners because we did have a little bit of adventure last weekend. Yes. Oh, my God. It was it was amazing. It was so much fun. We, You know what? We were so ready to just have like an island pogue life, Outer Banks style type weekend. Mm-hmm. And then the weather tried to wreck that for us. It did, yeah. <laughs> the weather said, let's have a tropical storm monsoon go down right. while you go exactly. to the beach. Um. But we didn't let that stop us, okay? We still walked around outside downtown Wilmington in the rain, in mm-hmm. the thunder. Um, you know, went to our favorite little candy shop. Um, yes. <laughs> literally, if you guys are ever in Wilmington, North Carolina, go to this place called Rocket Fizz. It has the coolest candy you'll ever see. You know, I actually looked it up. I think it's, there's other ones. <gasps> no way, it's a chain? I think. No yeah. way. Okay, guys. Oh, If you're anywhere near that, Please go. It's so cool. Not even sponsored. It's just the coolest thing I've ever heard. Seen in my life. Got so much cool candy. We even had fancy sodas. I had alien snot. And then I had unicorn yak. Mm -hmm. Tasted very good. Not like the name sounded. Yeah. Uh No, they were good. (laughs) They were so good. Mm. But yeah. And then the next day, after the storm, after the monsoon, um, somehow it was like beautiful the next day. So we took ourselves to Baldhead Island and just lived the island life. Oh my god. And then the whole time we were there, I just could not stop saying like this is like exactly what I needed. It was amazing. It was. We just like rented a golf cart, drove around, laid on the beach. I got so sunburned. Like Yeah. I had no idea how much sun we were getting until (laughs) I got home and saw myself after I showered. I was like, oh girl, I am a Larry the lobster red. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i got like a little bit burnt but <laughs> mm, cannot relate <laughs> but anyways um, i was gonna say short story long but um anyways go write mm-hmm. and review us on apple Podcasts and spotify but other than that that's all the intros i have this week okay yeah that's that's pretty much all i got to talk about um so let's get into our crazy stories this week um so i have like a little bit of a mystery Ooh. um this is the story of the oakville blobs the blobs oh my gosh fun mm-hmm. yeah it's like this is definitely a weird one wait before we even start have you seen the movie the blob no i knew that was going to be the answer <laughs> Wow. No, it's basically this blob starts out small and then like it just grows and grows and grows and like eats this whole city. <gasps> oh, oh my god. <laughs> it's a big blob. Have you seen Flubber? Yes. Yeah. Reminds reminds me of that. Yeah. <laughs> but like that's not evil, right? No. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, so the Oakville blobs, um, this story takes place um, August 7th of 1994. So, a long time ago. Um, in Oakville, Washington. Um, Washington State. Not D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, and this city has a population of 723 people. Oh, that's small. Yes. Very small. Very small. So, on this date, um, it is... It rained blobs. <laughs> it rained blobs. Yes. Hmm. So clear goo um, rained from the sky and hit windshields, like covered buildings, covered plants. It covered everything. Um, you know, just like rain would. Yeah. Each drop of this rain, goo rain, was no larger than a single grain of rice. So like, you know, normal size rain. Mm-hmm. It's not like big globs or anything. Yeah. Um, and also this story was on Unsolved Mysteries in 1996. Oh, no way. So that's cool. And I guess that's probably where it got a lot of traction um, at first as like a mystery story on that show. Um, but yeah, so Oakville has a lot of rain, just like normally. 
Um, lots of rain up there, you know, just in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Always raining. Yes. And um, so on this date, though, in August, um, a police officer who was actually featured on the show Unsolved Mysteries, um, he said that he remembered seeing these blobs hit his windshield at 3 a.m. when he was on patrol. Oh, you're telling me it was blobbing in the middle of the night. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. I know, because it's, like, it's different because, like, you wake up and what is this stuff everywhere? Yeah, I would be so yeah. scared that, like, aliens were here. Right. That's the first I thing know. I think of when I think of blobs falling out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, this police officer, he said that it was, like, jello. Which Ew. is weird. Um, it was translucent, though, so. Mm-hmm. And here's a quote from him. He said, We turned our windshield wipers on and it just started smearing to the point where we could almost not see. So, that's cool. Yeah, I can, like, I can literally picture that. Yeah, like it starts like getting on your windshield. And you, it just looks like normal rain and you try to wipe it away and it gets smeared everywhere. Ew. So, gross. Um, and then over the next three weeks, there's actually five more occurrences of these raining blobs what um yeah and over an area of about 20 square miles which is right over um oakville hmm so weird yeah it's weird that it like happened a few times like what like five times that's kind of a lot yeah i know (laughs) so the same day as this like first occurrence of raining blobs uh people started getting sick no yeah unfortunately uh people reported like flu-like symptoms from either like contact with or proximity to the blobs so like basically everyone because like if you're gonna leave your house yeah oh my gosh that's scary what the heck are these or like what literally was in the blobs um i'll get to that in a little bit but it's just like yeah, it's it's weird. Definitely weird. So, these people were getting sick. They um, had, like, difficulty breathing. Um, one woman featured on Unsolved Mysteries, she said that she collapsed and found it hard to breathe and was hospitalized for three days with an ear infection. Oh, no. Yeah. And, unfortunately, there were reports of animals dying. No. Yeah. So, there was a dead frog and a raven found close to these blobs in someone's garden. And a kitten who lived on a farm died. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So far, it's just like, what is happening? I don't like this. Mm -mm. That's really scary. Like, I've heard of acid rain, but like, that's, at least I know it's acid rain, you know? Right. Like, blob rain? Like, what the heck know. is in the blob rain? That's so weird. It's giving, like, slime. Mm-hmm. See, honestly, this is on topic, though, with some of the other stuff that's going on in the country. Yeah. Like, wasn't it raining ash? It was raining ash here in Wilmington. Yeah. Not Did good. you see any of it? No, I didn't go outside because it was raining. But, okay. yeah. Allegedly, it was raining ash, like, all in, like along the eastern, like, seaboard of North Carolina. Don't really know from what, but not good. Hmm. It's never good when it's raining anything other than just water. Yeah, no, totally. It's just, yeah. (laughs) It's so weird how, like, rain can, I don't know, like, different, it can change. I I don't know. Yeah, like, it can be, it can rain other things than just water. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's super weird. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay, so um, somebody in the town suspected that these globs were causing illness, so like, obviously, um, and they sent a sample to the hazardous material unit at the Department of Ecology uh, of Washington State. So they sent it to, um, yeah this department and a microbiologist there named mike mcdowell he found two species of bacteria in the blobs 
So he found um, Pseudomonas fluorescens, which is harmless. So Okay, well that's good. There's that. And uh, the other one he found was Entrobacter cloacei. Uh, <laughs> we got Savannah, the scientist over here. Yeah. Killing these names. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I, I try, you know. Um, so this one is found in nature and can act as a pathogen. So that's good. Well, yeah, it is good. <laughs> a pathogen, a.k.a. a illness. <laughs> um, so it is commonly found in the human gut and is usually harmless, but... Um, in people with compromised immune systems, certain strains have been known to cause, like, upper res uh, respiratory tract infections, um, or, wait, I think I mixed up my words here. It has been known to cause urinary tract infections and respiratory infections. Oh, I hope Parm didn't see some blob brain. Right, honestly. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe that's what's... Her That's what's going on. Um, but apparently it is uncommon for this bacteria to really, like, get you sick. So, they say, like, it could be because of this bacteria or it's, like, something else in it, I guess. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Um, so, yeah. Um, and before any other tests could be done, the samples disappeared. Um, What? Where yeah. the heck did they go? I don't Government. Know. Their excuse was that it could have been misplaced or accidentally disposed of. Listen, okay, if it's raining weird magical blobs, you would think that they, this would be like carried around, like these notes would be carried around like with some importance. Like they're just gonna I, yeah, exactly. destroy them, let them, that's lies, don't believe them. <laughs> okay <laughs> um so yeah so that happened but i guess before they got misplaced um another scientist in the department of ecology mike oswiller he was investigating these blobs as well and he said that the blobs contained cells of various sizes and he thought it came from a dead creature <laughs> But he clarified it, it is not human. <laughs> okay. That doesn't make it much better, though. Yeah. And he said that the cells had no nuclei so that they could not... Um, this means that they could not be human white blood cells or, like, human at all. So, that's... That's about what we know about that. <laughs> not That's not very much, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um... So, yeah, the science says that they don't know what it was. Hmm. Well. So, yeah, there are some theories, but I do want to hear what... Do you have any theories? Hmm. Um, I really don't know. Because it's not like it's really killing people. Because so it, it's like, I don't know, it doesn't seem very targeted. Maybe something got into the water supply like of the town because if you don't know water when it rains it the that rain comes from like water sources around the area like because it evaporates into the clouds and then it rains so maybe something got spilled into like the water that's the only thing i can think of like what mm -hmm. could possibly happen but i don't even know what that would be like maybe like a dead animal like no i don't know i really don't know mm -hmm. well the main um well i guess i don't know how to word this one of the biggest theories that scientists kind of say is not true but people like to say that it is true um is that the blobs were jellyfish what okay that was not what i was thinking <laughs> well more like jellyfish parts ew yeah so, apparently, there were actually bombing runs carried out by the Air Force, like, 50 miles away in the Pacific Ocean, um, 
so like close enough i guess to this place um they were like practicing i don't know doing something yeah i was gonna say like how close is this place to the beach yeah um i don't know i guess it's giving 50 miles that's yeah <laughs> so i mean that's that's not very close yeah not too far um, but not very close either yeah but people say that like since they did these bomb, they like put bombs in the water, right? And then they must have exploded some jellyfish, oh. and that caused the jellyfish to like get in the sky and like rain down, or something. Mm-hmm. But mm. people, like scientists, so they're like that is not likely. The only reason I'm gonna say that that's not very likely is because it happened five times. Like yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess maybe if they were doing bombings every day, but like, it, first of all, are they going to spray that far? No way. No way. If, if for some reason they did this bomb and then it blew up like hundreds of jellyfish, like, I don't think it's going to get reached that far. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah. you said it only hit this one town, right? Like, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. it was only like a 20 mile span. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. 20 miles. Something's not adding up. With that yeah, theory. so I don't I don't believe that one really, but, but it is the it, it is, is a fun one. Yeah, it is kind of fun. <laughs> um, the next theory I have is that fluid waste from an airplane toilet was Ew. leaked or something. Ew. But the um, airlines they like confirmed they're like that it could not be that because it would have been blue, not translucent. Yeah. I, yeah, that's true. Hmm. So. That's also disgusting that. to even think about. Yeah. Yeah, pretty gross. Um, and um, there's a theory um, that there, there's like a biological weapons theory, which is kind of on the same page as these jellyfish. Uh, because like... The, the government, like, they did confirm that they were doing the bombing runs 40 to 50 miles from Oakville, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, they that's definitely confirmed that they did that. But they, um, some people go take it farther and they're like, oh, they were doing, like, weapons testing, like, biological warfare. So they um, must have um, been testing it on us, you know, or something. Yeah. But the government denies that. Well, of They're course like, they no. do. Yeah, they, I mean, They would obviously. never admit it, even if they were doing that. That That's true. Yeah, that's probably true. Like, yeah, hi, we're testing these bombs on you. This right. biological warfare on your right. little tiny city. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I honestly don't really believe this theory, but, like, I guess, like, you are kind of right, though. Like, I don't think they would flat out say that they were doing that yeah i mean i don't know if i really believe it either but like out of the three that you've told me this far that's the one i guess i believe the most yeah because also Um, you know the government can't be trusted sorry like just because they say they're not testing it like i don't believe you i know in in most cases yes in most cases i don't really Mm -hmm. yeah um Another sort of theory is that, like, it could have been something, like, it maybe it wasn't rain, per se, more like an explosion or something that looked like rain. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really tell us what it could be. It just says, like, oh, maybe, no. Something else random happened. It wasn't actually from a rain cloud. Yeah, okay, well, that I do believe. I don't yeah. know if this is coming from a rain cloud. Yeah, I don't know either because I don't think, like, how would that, how would that happen? Like, did anybody see, did anybody, like, look up when it was, like, actually blobbing outside? Like, I mean, I don't know. I guess clouds? it was, um, I guess it was the middle of the night, so. Yeah, it was dark. <gasps> I just realized he said, the police officer said 3 a.m. Uh, the yeah. witching demon? hour. <laughs> it's a demon, maybe. Because, you know, they say it's the witching hour, but also maybe that's when the demons come out. Yeah. Because that's, like, when the veil is the thinnest. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe it's a spell. Crazy. Okay. Um, so I have another another theory, um, which this is one that I don't 
totally understand, but I kind of believe it at the same time. <laughs> okay. So, the last theory is that it was star jelly. Okay. I have no idea what that is. Okay. So, there's, like, a legend of star jelly, um, like, that it it started in, like, the 14th century. Okay. Long so, it's time very... Ago. Yes, a very old legend um, that says that something called star jelly falls from the sky during meteor showers. Okay, we're getting somewhere with this one. Yeah, so star jelly has been linked to frog spawn, um, sodium polyarcholate crystals, um, and algae. And like, like, I guess in writings and random things that have been looked up like they've been able to find out what it maybe could be but nobody really knows what star jelly is <laughs> okay <laughs> so it, it's been reported all over the world throughout these centuries you know mm -hmm. but like historians can't really figure out what it is and scientists hmm, that's weird i mean i do kind of believe that one though because like even when there are like shooting stars like, sometimes things fall from that, you know, like meteorites or whatever. So, like, who's to say the stars don't make some kind of jelly substance that just rains down sometimes, too? I mean, true. Yeah. Um, the one thing with this one, though, is that star jelly has not ever been linked to illness or animal death. Hmm. Interesting. But also, couldn't people have just heard about the blob rain and then, like, been like, oh my gosh, I'm sick. It has to be the Bob Rain. I mean, yeah, they definitely could. Hmm. So. Because also, like you said, animals died, but like it wasn't like some crazy number of animals, you know? Like maybe yeah. these animals were just sick and it was time f for them to go. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, and that is actually the last sort of theory that it's just a coincidence that they got sick and that the animals died. Um, and then it was star jelly. And then, it was, yeah, it was just like a coincidence that these other things mm. happened at the same time. True. But also, like, if we don't even know what star jelly is, like, how do we know it won't make us sick? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, that's true. Yeah. It, it's just like in, I guess, like all of the research that is available on it, um, it hasn't shown like, that it's gotten people sick in the past. Yeah. Or, like, it hasn't been written that, like, oh, this gets people sick. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, there are no samples left of this blob stuff. What the um, heck? Yeah. <laughs> and the Washington Department of Health said that they never got any samples. <laughs> okay, that so. is very suspicious. Yeah. Well, I mean, the... The thing that I listed in the beginning was the Department of Ecology, so... Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's different, but, um, I don't know if they say they never got any. They probably... I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's... But I guess the Department of Health never got any. That's still weird, though, that the Department of Health didn't get any. Like, if, it, if they really were claiming that, it made people sick. Right, right. And um, also, where where did it all go? Like... You're telling me if I saw blob rain, I would get a mason jar and keep it and I would never let anybody touch it. I'd be like, this is the blob that rained on me. Yeah, honestly, true. Yeah, scoop it up. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you're telling me there's just no blobs. No blobs remaining? That's no. weird. Unless somebody does have it and it's just hiding it. But Guys, if you have a blob, literally, I will pay you to see it. <laughs> but it has to be from Oakville in 1990, mm -hmm. whatever you said. 1994. 1994. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I have one more thing. So because of this incident, um, the town actually had a jellyfish festival because <laughs> no they took off with the jellyfish way. theory. Yeah. <laughs> and they made a jellyfish uh, drink, which uh, is vodka, okay. gelatin, and juice. Hmm. I kind of want to make that jellyfish blob juice. I mean, Why is shot. it just like a jello gel shot? Though? It's literally a jello shot. Um, you know, that's the Oakville blob shot. That's, that's so fun. Do they still have the, um, jellyfish festival? I tried to look it up and I couldn't find anything, but I mean, I did see that like they did have it. So mm -hmm. I don't know. 
That's fun. That's also the theory that I would like run with if I was like living in that town. I'd be like, yeah, it rained jellyfish parts. Yeah, I think the star jelly would be fun to go with too, because like that's a fun name, but also like nobody knows what that is. True. I want to make some jello shots and like shape them into stars to make Ooh. some star jello. Yes. Star jelly. Mm-hmm. Mm. We should do so that. So yeah, that is the Oakville Blobs. I don't know. I hmm. like. We'll just never know what it was. I guess. Well, the fact that it hasn't happened since then. Makes me believe that it could have had something to do with the explosions that was going on back then. Possibly. Like, it could have been Star Jelly, too. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it probably would have happened again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But maybe not. You know, I don't know. That's weird. This has made me... It's made me want to look more into Star Jelly. Yeah. I I, didn't really get to... I didn't get a chance to, like, dive deep into that. But it's, like... It's interesting because it's, like, what is this? Literally. (sighs) Like, like, we need to know. We need to Has it really farther. been around for centuries? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah, since that long ago, and we still don't know what it is, that's weird. Hmm. Some more investigating will have to be done on that topic, because that's crazy. And I know you said that was a mystery, but I just really hate mysteries, because I just want the answer. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, but... It's a oh love-hate well. relationship. What the heck are these bobs? I really need to know. Really and truly... This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, you know, one theory that we didn't go over is that it could have been aliens. I know. And when you said aliens, I was like, I wish I had something for you. Like, I know. But like when I think of aliens like landing down, sometimes I think they could be like jelly, like leave a goo residue. Like what if that's yeah. just like alien or hear me out? Hear me out. Taylor's theory on the Oakville blobs is the airplane theory but the difference is it wasn't an airplane toilet that was being, like, dispersed of. It was, like, the UFO toilet. The alien UFO oh, toilet. Oh, my God. Alien toilet goo. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if that... Because the airplanes are like, nah, it would be blue if it was us. But the aliens on their UFO ship that were flying over Oakville, they didn't say their stuff wasn't clear. Oh, my God. I mean, I... Yeah, we could... <laughs> that's my that's theory. theory. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> um, that's funny. Okay. Well... That's what I'm going with. And, you know, my theory, at least, does, in fact, tie in with my story that I have for you this week. Okay. Good, um, good. So this week for you, I have the story of the Pascagoula abduction. So, yeah, mm. we're going into aliens big time right now. Um, I'm excited. I love when we uh, find alien stories. Same. Alien stories will forever have a special place in my heart. Um, so... This week, my story is in Pascagoula, Mississippi. Good old M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Am I right? <laughs> you know how many yes. times I had to say that in my head when I wrote this story to spell it so many times? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's really helpful. Um, so let's just jump right on in. So it's October 11th, um, 1973. Okay. And it's like... At night, it's dark outside, but it's not too late. And 42-year-old Charles Hickson and 19-year-old Calvin Parker were hanging out on the Jackson, like, no, not, they were hanging out in Jackson County, Mississippi, and they were fishing off of a pier on the west bank of the Pascagoula River, okay? It was late at night. They were just like, let's go fishing, boy. Sounds fun. Um... And, you know, they're just having a grand old time, catching some fish, laughing, whatever. 
when all of a sudden they hear this loud like whirring sound like they don't really know how to describe it other than it's like weird and loud kind of buzzing but kind of not really and once they heard the sound they're obviously like looking around see if they can see like where it's coming from what's going on and when they're looking around they see two flashing blue lights so you know Mm. their first thought it's like oh it's the police you know oh yeah (laughs) like the police are here telling us to like leave um, mm-hmm. And that's what I would think, too. Um, but then um, they saw an oval-shaped object floating in the sky about 80 feet wide. And then they knew, <laughs> okay, this is not the police. Um, that's scary. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Did you see something in mm-hmm. the sky that you're just not expecting? Exactly. And, like, 80 feet wide's pretty big, about the size of a football field. So pretty big so these two um men were they claimed that they were conscious but like almost paralyzed after seeing this floating object in the sky which duh i would be too like if i see anything that big floating in the sky i'm not i don't don't know what i would do no i would be freaking out um so then like they're kind of frozen just standing on this pier looking at whatever the heck this is in the sky and they claim that three legless creatures floated down from this aircraft okay legless legless <laughs> what and i don't think they mean that they don't have legs i just think they mean that they're not walking like they're floating okay um yeah so they're floating down and they say that one of them did not have a neck and it had like gray wrinkly skin and i'm like okay that's very weird and then one of the other ones did have a neck and it appeared to have more, like, feminine features, they said. Um, they described their okay. hands to be shaped like mittens or crab claws, which is just sickening to me. Um, huh. This is like, I'm trying to paint this picture. Yeah. It's same. weird. It's a, it's a real weird one. So they're just, like, seeing this thing floating. And then all of a sudden, these three creatures are, like, floating down towards them. And then one of the creatures puts its, like, hands, a.k.a. claws, around Calvin's arm. And which Calvin is the 19 year old um, in this situation. And so Calvin describes feeling like literally terrified, not knowing what to do in this moment that he grabs his, his arm. But then immediately, like snap, click of a button one second later, like a really calming feeling rushed over his body. And he says like they must have injected him with something to like calm him down because that was how quick that it happened. Like, one second he was panicking, the next second he was absolutely chill. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Super um. crazy. <laughs> Super scary, oh. honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, after he felt, like, this sense of calm, he felt just kind of numb to everything and just, like, went with the flow of whatever was going on. Like, he didn't really feel, like, the urge to, like, fight or flight or to do really anything. So he was just kind of compliant, which is also very scary, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, and then Calvin says that the creatures took his and Charles arms and then floated them up into this aircraft. What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so once they were in this UFO, um, which just means unidentified flying object, I'm not claiming it's aliens just quite yet, (laughs) but I will get there. Okay. But like, what are they then? Like, these things seem... No, they're definitely aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the word UFO doesn't always necessarily mean aliens. Yeah. But in yeah, this case, definitely. it surely does. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so once they were in the UFO, they claimed that these creatures performed examinations on them. And that once they were done with the examinations, they were, tur- they were returned back to the bank of the river that they were fishing at. So okay. it's important to know that they were taken... They were, when they were taken up into the ship on the pier and then when they were returned they were returned on the bank of the river still at the pier but like on the bank so okay um very interesting but all i'm gonna say is like why can't this happen to us not that i really want an (laughs) alien examination but i would love to have that story to tell you know i don't know though like i don't know if i would want that you don't want to get abducted by aliens they're just gonna give you some calm juice do a little testy test but then like nobody would nobody would believe me I would Except believe for, you. like, you. And then, 
And, like, you just get, like, traumatized. No, that's true. That's very true. Um, you know, and spoiler alert, that is, you know, kind of what happened to them. Yeah, um, see? So, once the men were, like, both back at the river, obviously, they were very shook up about what just happened. And they were just trying to, like, collect their thoughts and debate with each other, like, what they should do. Um, obviously, they're like, nobody's going to believe us. That's, like, the first thing that comes out of their mouth. Like, nobody's ever going to believe this. But then, you know, after discussing for, like, a hot second, they're like, no, like, we do need to tell the police because, like, what if this happens to somebody else, you know? So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So only about an hour after the event took place, the men were in an interview room at the sheriff's office um, giving this testimony that I just told you. So Charles, the older um, one, told police that as hard as he tried, he just absolutely could not resist these beings. Like as hard as he as hard as he wanted and knew that he needed to get out of there, he was just like compliant with them. Even though in his brain, he knew he didn't want to be. So that's also scary. And then the next thing that he knew, they were simply guiding him up and like floating him, floating him up into quote unquote, that thing, whatever it is. So he was referring to like the UFO, the little ship. Um, And I have to imagine these men have very country um, accents. Yeah, I'm imagining (laughs) that. Yeah. (laughs) They're from Mississippi. And some of the quotes that I have, I'm just like reading them and I'm like, wow. This is very country. So I'm imagining he was like, you know, they were guiding me and floating me up into that thing in the sky. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he said, um, like, up in the UFO, there were no seats, no chains, and he wasn't tied up or restrained or anything like that. Um, But that they just kept, like, moving him around to different parts of the ship. And he said that he felt absolutely no sensations and no pain even when they were doing the examinations, like he didn't feel a single thing and that they, the creatures would keep him in one position for a while. And then they would like sit him back up and then like lay him back down and like sit him back up. And Charles tries to describe this like machine that he saw on like on the ship. And he said that this machine was like what they were using for the examination. And he was like, it's completely not like any other machine you ever see at the doctor. It's not like an x-ray machine, not, nothing like that. Um, he says that it looks like a really big eye ball, um, with an attachment on it that moved around. Um, I, huh, I that's hate, interesting. I hate that. Also, if you've seen Chicken Little, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> when the aliens come in Chicken Little, they're on their spaceship, <laughs> they had like an eyeball, but it was just like a camera for the yeah. alien's eyeball. But that's what I was picturing when I read that. Um, <laughs> the chicken little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sky is falling. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, Charles said that this, like, eye, big eyeball machine thing, um, it, like, went all over his body, like, up and down. And then it, like, then it just stopped. Like, it didn't really mess with him. And then he was returned to where they were fishing. Um, so, very weird. Very weird. See, it's, like, it's so weird, though, with aliens, though. Like, all these, um, whenever you hear an abduction story, like, a lot of the time they'll say, like, oh, yeah, I didn't feel anything, or, um, like, this one, he's saying, like, his emotions were affected. Um, but why don't they just erase your memory? (laughs) Well, maybe they can't. I guess. But they can do all this other cool stuff, and they're just, like... That's true. Maybe they don't want to. Ew, huh. that just gave me chills. Or my maybe spine. they're like, we don't need to because like, no one's gonna believe. That's very anyway. true. That's very true. They're like, why would we waste? That's so much money to buy like a mind erasing machine. Like we don't need that. Right. They're but they're gonna... like, it's humane to do this examination because like they don't feel it, so it's fine. Yeah. Wow. Oh my god, why am I imagining like the same thing with animal testing? It's like, oh, that's oh, so like, true. It's fine because they're. They're animals. That's exactly how the aliens feel about us. Yikes. Don't like that at all. Don't like that at all. So at the beginning, you know how I like described them as legless creatures, but like I told you, it's just because they were like floating down. Yeah. Um, that's because the men described these two creatures, like when the police were asking, like, what exactly did they look like? Um, they said that the creatures were about five feet tall and they all had a single leg. And this leg had, like, a foot-like appendage on it, but it didn't have any toes. 
So just a little nub. But okay. that kind of makes sense. Like if they don't need to walk on it, like if they can just float, they don't really need toes. You know? Yeah. I guess. Um, they also said they had what looked like ears, a nose, and a mouth, but that none of these features looked human. So it wasn't like a human nose or a human ear. Um, Charles said that he was so scared that he doesn't even remember if they had eyes. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. Wasn't looking. And he also said that he couldn't really remember like too many details about leaving the UFO. So that Charles actually just kind of believed what Calvin said. So that's like one point of suspicion. You know? Okay. Yeah. Um, but also like I can imagine this is very traumatic. So maybe he just blocked it out of his memory. Or maybe it yeah, didn't happen. Yeah. You know, mm. we'll get there. I don't know. Because, like, I don't remember things very well. So, like, same. I would probably be in the same. same boat. Same. And I can also imagine, like, because our human bodies, like, they, regardless of what kind of medicine or anything you're pumped with, like, there is a natural, like, fight or flight response. And so, like, if your body can't fight or flight, like, I think your mind kind of just shuts down to, like, protect you. That's, yeah. like, a very human experience, so, like, maybe that's what was going on. Yeah, so like, a little you... dissociating. Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'd be doing some dissociating if I was on a UFO. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, Calvin said that once they were put back down on the ground, like, near the fishing spot, that he had looked over at Charles, and the look on Charles's face was such fear, like, a fear that he had never seen before. So it sounds like Charles was absolutely in shock at this point. And so that kind of does make sense, like, as to why he wouldn't remember, possibly. Mm -hmm. So they both said that it took, like, a couple minutes to, like, come to their senses and kind of realize where they were and, like, get back to reality. And literally the first thing they say, quote, unquote, ain't nobody going to believe this. Let's just keep this whole thing to ourselves. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, that's kind of what I would say, too, because people really will not believe this story. Yeah. See, it's like this story, though, like and it's the fact that these two were just fishing and stuff. And it's like this is what makes me believe stories like this. Exactly. It's like the people who get abducted. It's like because it's like they would not make stuff something like this up. Exactly. Really. And it's not like they're getting jobs by doing this, really. You know, like they're not they might have like 15 minutes of fame, but like who doesn't have 15 minutes of fame, you know? Right. Um, so as you can imagine, the police do not believe anything they're saying. Not at first. Anyway, um, the police, their original thought, you know, they were like, they're just trying to get famous, just like everybody else claiming to see aliens. They just want to get famous. So literally the entire time that the two men are like recounting their story at the sheriff's office. They're being recorded and they assumed that the recording ended when the police left the room, but the police were actually smart and kept recording when they left to see if they could catch the two, like trying to, I don't know, communicate or like make sure they got their stories right or whatever, any kind of evidence to see if they were lying or not. But amazingly, the only thing they talked about when they were out of the room was how scared they still were and how they never thought they were going to ever sleep again. And how they both thought that the next place they need to go is to go see a doctor. To just get checked out. Oh my god. Yeah. So that's see? scary. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they did not know that they were being recorded in, in that recording when they were saying those things. Mm-hmm. So in the time that they were secretly being recorded, the police were listening to them the entire time. So they did go back in and ask more questions once they realized like, okay... Maybe they're actually not lying about this. So when they went back in for more questioning, Charles was talking to the police about how, like, the creatures fully had them 100% and they could have done anything that they wanted to to them, but they chose not to hurt them at all. So he was like, I don't know why, but, like, it's really weird. Like, he was like, my perception of aliens, like, I thought they would want to hurt, kill us. I don't know. But, like, they didn't hurt us at all. In fact, even when we were scared, they just literally gave us something to chill us out and calm us down. Um, yeah, see, it's just the, like what I was saying before, though, they, they just want to do their little test and let us go like exactly. free, free to go. Um, just so probably so they feel better about it. They're like, okay, we're not going to kill this specimen. Yeah. But... Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. Makes perfect sense to me. 
Um, so after like, you know, they were secretly recorded and the police were talking to them for the second time, Calvin is mainly just talking about his anxiety and like how they don't want this story to be public. They were like, we just wanted to bring it to you guys. So like, maybe you can do something about it or like keep an eye out or something, but we don't want you to go public because nobody would believe us and that we would be ridiculed for the rest of our lives. Cause it's like kind of a small town too. So like, you know. Yeah. See, and it's like when they say stuff like this, it just really makes me believe them. Exactly. Exactly. And so after the second round of interviews, police end up leaving again and still secretly record them because they're like, you know, maybe they knew the first time, but I bet they won't think about it the second time. And the men started talking about how they were just really worried about the creatures coming back to get them again. Um, and apparently they were just like talking through like really scary, like what if situations and just overall how anxiety filled they were about the whole situation. And the police were genuinely shocked by how scared Calvin was. And what's crazy is that literally the same exact two officers who were like, these men are just, they just want to be famous. They, they're now like, okay, maybe something really did go on here. Like, maybe it's not aliens, but maybe some, like, something happened to these men because there's no way they would be acting this scared. Right. So, like, that makes me believe it ten times more because now the police believe it. Um, so that's crazy. So, following the incident, Charles Hickson gave a few interviews and lectures and appeared on a few TV shows um, to tell the story of what happened to him, like, 20 years after the fact. Um And he did end up writing a book in 1983 called UFO Contact at Pascagoula. And tragically, he did die in September of 2011, but just of, like, old age. So, like, you know, the aliens never got to him again, I guess. And Mm -hmm. he died still saying that he was not lying and that everything he said about what happened that night was true. So, you know. That's so crazy that, like, an event like this can just change your entire life, too. Exactly. It really is so insane. Um... But, of course, as you can imagine, there's, like, tons of skepticism, like, about this story and about, like, just, like, how how does it even make sense? So, an aviation journalist and UFO skeptic um, named Philip Class found discrepancies, quote-unquote, or at least uh. that's what he called, like, in Charles' story. Okay. Um, he noted how Charles refused to take a polygraph test, but... Today, we all know polygraph tests are not accurate and they can't trust be trusted and they can't even use them in court. So, right. Like, I, yeah. And honestly, that, that does not tell me anything that he refused to take it. Like, okay, exactly. he just didn't want to. Right. Like, the man was, he was taken into the UFO. Maybe he doesn't want to be strapped up and hooked up again. You know? Right. Like, yeah. That's probably traumatizing for him. Um, and another skeptical investigator, Joe Nickel, wrote that Charles' behavior was questionable and that he went on to embellish some of his his claims. And with that, I'm like, okay, that's very not specific, first of all, Joe Nickel. And second of all, who doesn't embellish stories after time has passed? Yeah. I think that's a very human thing to do is just every time you tell a story, you know, things get crazier, more dramatic every time. Because that's just what we do. We want our stories to be, like, as good as they can be, you know? So... You know, I don't really think that's a good reason to be skeptic, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, I don't think so, because it's like, you might forget a little bit, too. Exactly, exactly. It it, it embellishes in your brain, too. Yeah, like, you do believe what you're saying is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, These skeptics also claim that this quote-unquote catatonic state that they claim to be in was just some sort of fantasy or maybe even, like, lucid dream that they were having. Um. And so, like, that the two men do believe that it's real because they just, like, they think that it happened to them. But in in reality, they were just, like, dreaming. And I'm like, so they had the same dream? See, that's what I was, I was going to say that, you know, I guess you could probably say something like that. Like, it was a dream or, like, they were hallucinating. Um, But the fact that it happened to both of them is just, like, that just takes that option off the table right right that's what i think too and also another thing that i think is interesting is that this was like a 20 year old and a 40 year old so it's not even like you can say it's like oh it's two kids just messing around Mm -hmm. like it's a fully grown adult and like a semi-adult you know like i don't know 
Yeah. I just don't think that they would be making this up. Um, but the skeptics also claim that Calvin's corroboration with Charles's story, like how he didn't really remember how they got back down to the ground, um, was likely due to how much older he was than Calvin. So he was like, oh, he was like his suggestibility, like, oh, he could have been talked into it or whatever. And like, of course, like that is, of course, maybe a possibility of what happened, you know, but... I mean, I feel like he could have been talked into, like, a little bit of it, but not the whole thing. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you tell me, Taylor, hey, we got abducted by aliens, I'd be like, mm, as much as I want that to be true, <laughs> like, yeah, I just want right. know. Right. And, like, we're not that much older than he was at the time that this happened, you know? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But that's, like, pretty much all of the arguments that these skeptics have. And while, of course, all of them could be true, their arguments aren't really any stronger than the two men's story in the first place, you know? Yeah, that's definitely true. It just, to me, sounds like that's all of your opinions. (laughs) All of the skeptics' opinions. Like, I don't know. There's no hard facts that's proving to me that they're lying, at least. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So, today... People um, with the Jackson County Historical Society are trying to get a historical marker across the river, like where the abduction was claimed to have happened, which I think is cool. They should definitely add that. And apparently it is going to happen. So, Are there historical markers at other abductions? Yeah, I think so. so. (gasps) The, um, man, what's their name? The Barney and Betty Hill. I'm pretty sure there's one because that was like the first abduction in America. Um, Wow. So I know that there's at least that one. So we should look up if there's more because that'd be cool. I would love to go see one too because that's just crazy. Um, Let's see here. Oh, also, I meant to save a picture, but I didn't save it. So you'll just have to see on our Instagram, like everybody else, Savannah. Um, The place where this abduction happened, it's not at all what I pictured, honestly. Like I was kind of picturing like this little tiny redneck water hole situation going on Mm -hmm. um but no it's like this huge river like beautiful it's like way bigger than you think it is at least than i thought it was it's like beautiful water there's this huge bridge pier thing that they were fishing on like it's just way bigger than i imagined um and it seems just more like of a public place than i imagined too like i kind of thought maybe it's just like in the backyard of their house or something but this is kind of like a very public place that this happened mm-hmm. so that's and what time crazy. did it happen what'd you say what time of day did it happen you know they didn't actually say what time of day but it was like night but it wasn't past midnight but it was dark okay. outside okay so yeah I and mean, they might I have guess... said i just didn't look it up yeah like if it's um public place the fact that it's at night kind of erases that because nobody's really going to be around true however um you know i have written like it might seem like this is where the story should end but i do have a little bit more <gasps> um dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like the most appropriate place for that um on the same night of charles and calvin's abduction in 1973 not far from where the historical marker will soon be placed um a woman named maria blair was waiting on her husband, Jerry Blair, to leave on his boat for work. Apparently, he boated to work. And so, she was just, like, kissing him goodbye, waiting on him to leave. And around the same place that the abduction happened on the exact same night. So, Maria claims that it was a very warm night, around 73 degrees. And it was just the kind of night that you wanted to sit in your car with the windows down and, like, really good music playing. The absolute best vibe, if you ask me. Yeah, that's a good vibe. (laughs) Great vibe. So she was just sitting, waiting in the car, vibing, playing some music, looking up at the sky to see the stars, because apparently they were very popping this night, when all of a sudden she sees this blue light over the water moving back and forth. And if you remember, that's exactly what the boys saw too. And at the time, though, she just thought it was like a police helicopter or maybe even a plane flying over. Um, so, like, UFO did not even cross her mind at all. Um, she said the blue light continued moving without any noticeable sound for about 30 minutes before it flew out of sight. So, she was, like, watching it. Once it didn't suddenly fly away, she was like, hmm, what's going on? But, like, she was like, maybe it's, like, the police doing something, like, an investigation, you know? I don't know. She was just trying to vibe. She was like, whatever. I don't care. Um, so, 
Let's see. So as it's flying away, Maria claims to hear a loud splash of water. And so that's when she's like looking. She's like, what's going on? Um, And she was looking to see like what fell or like whatever, like maybe something jumped out of the water, you know? And she was like, what's going on? Um, But she didn't really see anything. So she didn't think much of it and went home and enjoyed the rest of her night, you know, Mm -hmm. lived, lived normally. Um, But the next day, when the town was going wild, hearing about this abduction story, um, she knew immediately what she had just saw. She was like, she said, quote, unquote, I was watching two men being abducted by a UFO. And so she thinks that the splash sound was them actually like being dropped off and maybe like the alien got in the water or something. I don't really know. But um, what's crazy is that Maria at first didn't actually tell anybody because she didn't even think it was anything. But once the coverage on the story was like being released and in the news, she was like, I literally need to say something because nobody's going to believe these guys. But like, I did in fact see this blue light and flying thing. Um, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, so, that's very interesting. I'm glad somebody saw it. Like, right. Same, same. And so she said that she always knew that she wanted to talk to them so that, you know, sh- they would at least know that at least one person in the whole world believed their story because she saw what they saw too. She just didn't see the creatures, but she saw the like ship pretty much. Um, and wild enough, Back in 2018, Maria and Calvin did finally meet, and they met back at the spot where the abduction took place. Um, Tragically, Charles had already passed away by that time, so he was not there in person, but I do have to say he was probably there in spirit. Um, And so Calvin and Maria, they both agreed, like, no matter who believes them, they know that they can at least believe in each other, and that no matter how much time passes, they would never, ever forget what happened to them that night out there. So, Hmm. like... That's crazy, you know? Yeah. That's, like, wholesome. I know. Like, cute. <laughs> like, that's adorable. You know? At least wow. they can have faith in each other and, like, talk about it. Even though she wasn't abducted, you know? It's cool. Yeah. But truly and honestly, like, I don't really know where I sit on this one. You know? On one hand, I really do believe them. On the other, you know, I just I just want more evidence. Yeah, but, that's true, too. But, but I like, do... it's hard to get evidence from these things. Exactly. Like, they don't want to leave evidence. They're not dumb enough to leave evidence. So, you know, I don't know. But... See, I just want to know, like, what are aliens doing with the information they're collecting? Like, yeah. there's, like, several occurrences of aliens, like, you know, people say they got abducted and they were... um tested on but it's like what are they testing or what did they test because i don't even think this happens anymore i feel like it happened like decades ago and it kind of stopped but like what did they what did they learn from us like i'm just i know i want to know i know me too i would love to know why and like what like clearly they got their answers though because people aren't really getting abducted anymore or maybe the aliens realize like it's like they have so much technology now maybe we can't you know, because maybe we'll get caught. I don't know. Maybe. Or they maybe they went on to another planet. Maybe. Maybe they got all the information they needed here. Ew, creepy. But what do you mm-hmm. think? Do you believe Calvin and Charles, Savannah? Do you think that they really got abducted that night? I think I believe them. Me too. Me too, really. I just want more evidence, but I do believe them. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah. Ah, I kind of want to be abducted. You keep saying that. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I just, I am the type of person who just needs to see things for themselves. You know? Yeah, I guess I, yeah, you got me there. No, that's what I want. So aliens, if you hear me, come get me. You can join us on the pod. You'd be a great guest on this podcast. Yeah, Um, that would be something. (laughs) Now that would be insane. But yeah, that is the um, Pascagoula abduction story. So, wow. Wild. <laughs> I just, wow. Yeah, that's a great, that was a great story. I'm just. I know. It, I'm very shook mm-hmm. by it. I really don't know. Yeah. What Alien abduction stories always do it for me. Let's yeah, see. same. Oh. Gotta love them. Truly, honestly. It, it reminds me of Ned and Nebula, our little alien children that we have together. Yes, we love them. We do. <laughs> if you want to see Ned and Nebula, go check out our Instagram. 
And also go check out our Instagram to see pictures from this week. You know, I'll post the pictures of the where of literally where this abduction took place. So you definitely want to see that. And yeah. But go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you know, honestly, I don't really have anything else for you guys this week. What about you, Savannah? Uh yeah, I don't have anything else. Okay, well, then I guess we will see you guys next week. All right, cue the music.